the page for hours. Please. Kiss me. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Nick Cage podcast, where each week we watch a film of his and we try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from our National Treasures performance that week. Linda is still missing our presumed dead and dying, and Adrian and I are here to bury the living or dead body while we enjoy some drinks and conversation. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drive angry into the dying of the light on this one. Oh, did I trespass on your kick-ass, Astro Boy, as you sought (laughs) justice? Was that Just crude of me? Ground. What are we well, doing, Donnie? Well, we're drinking for one, but we're also going to be discussing the past decade of Cage films. Yep, yep. We're, we're talking about that 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 uh, that ever so pleasant decade of Nicolas Cage stardom, from yeah. known, known as the 2010s. Yeah, I kind of look at it like the moment when you see a shooting star in the sky, and you're like, wow, that's so beautiful. But then you realize it's shooting and it's going to die. And we're oh. kind of at the tail end when light starts to fade. That's right, Nicolas Cage. You have been burning very brightly now. So I want more life, fucker! <laughs> Please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, so Linda won't yeah. come save us, so we're stuck doing this. Yeah, which I know she's going to regret because it means mentioning things like Kick-Ass, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, it looks like it all kind of... Films that she uh, genuinely loved. Kicks, uh, it, it does kind of kick off with, with uh, Kick-Ass there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get into his role as not Batman Big Daddy. Yeah, as Big Daddy, yeah, yeah. I And like I, like I said on that one, I never read Mark Millar's comic. But uh, no. apparently there was some level of adaptation from Matthew Vaughn there. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, even in the sequel, there was stuff that happened, if I remember correctly, that was supposed to have happened in the first book, but right. didn't. And I mean, that'll happen. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the film was okay on its own. It wasn't grand, but it was something. And they decided to just go completely comical with it. As I recall, uh, when we did that one, like I, I, I was never, I've never been crazy about kick-ass. Like it's all right, you know, oh, um, yeah. but it was a bit at the time. It was a bit of a fresh, a breath of fresh air because the 2009 movies that we'd just done included Astro Boy, Bad Lieutenant, yeah. Port of Call, New Orleans, G-Force, Knowing. It was the hero we needed. And right before then was Bangkok Dangerous. So we'd, we'd had like this slew of, of just five <laughs> You know, or more actually. No, yeah, we 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 just like this endless slew of shit cage movies, and then this fairly decent one comes up. We're like, hey, it's tolerably all right. Yeah, it's relatively okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like I've talked a few times with you all. It's gone are the days of Birdie and oh yeah, no, we about we, greasing up our butts and <laughs> rolling to Canada. We didn't think that we would miss racing with the moon uh, and, and, yeah. and the cotton club, but no, it, it, it turns out that the, dude, the worst movie shat out in the eighties is still better than the stuff they do exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> Which says a lot about movies back then compared to now. Oh man. 
They're all I mean, so good even, looking with all that backlighting and the fact the fact that there was lighting and shooting on celluloid. The fact that they cared. <clears> I mean, <throat> it's kind of yeah, like I just got much higher telling standard. you the the whole thing of movies I got in today. It's like, look <clears> at <throat> the Exorcist 2 Heretic. It is the worst sequel to be made to The Exorcist. But in comparison to the last two Exorcist movies to come out, it is a godsend. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, bad, but at least it's not CGI that bad. You CGI jackals? God is not here today, priest. <laughs> yes. I mean, shit, even the father or the devil and father Amon. It's like, my God, this is even better than that piece of shit. Oh, but man, yeah, so many exorcist ripoffs. Oh, there have been. And I'm glad that we haven't seen that with Nick Cage, but there's always the chance. Yeah, no, Marvel the closest is... we got uh, there was uh, was um, uh, fucking. Um, oh, God. Uh, Season of the Witch. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I Marvel is still rumbling their tummies about the possibility that they will seek out Nick Cage to play Ghost Rider in the MCU. So uh, we'll uh, see if Johnny Blaze will write. Oh my again. god! Well, uh, they got billions of dollars to play with. They can do whatever the hell they want to. Yeah, speaking of, <clears throat> I'm surprised going into things like that in sequels that Sorcerer's Apprentice never did get a sequel. <laughs> Yeah, you'd think it being a a Bruckheimer turd and a John Turtletob turd. Yeah. A, a turtle tob, if you will. Yeah. But uh, uh oh. you know what's what's fucked that's one of those where, where it, it didn't necessarily like bomb hard, but but it's no. it, but it's like the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from Michael Bay. Oh god, yeah. Where the studio's yeah. like, Well, you made a shitload of money, but we wanted a fuckload. I'm going home. It's like you you turned a profit. That's all you should care about. No, it had to be. I wanted I wanted six hundred million dollars, not four hundred million. This is bullshit. Like boys, I enjoy my cocaine. Those Ninja Turtles, they buy that cocaine, so we're gonna push out another one. I don't care how shitty it is. Just put it out there. It's like there's 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 a few of those though where like they they still made a fuck ton of money, but it quote didn't meet expectations. Yeah, and yet we're getting a second The Cruise. But I guess animation, God, that's expected, because, hell, they've made so many Ice Age movies, and those started to really lose oh, steam yeah, well, really they push fast. They pushed those big-ass Pixar ones out so slow, too, that by the time the second one comes out, like, idiots have given the first one classic status. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. a little weirded out when, when, when people were really excited for a Finding Nemo sequel. And and they're yeah. like, oh, guys, there's finally a Finding Nemo sequel. I'm like, finally? Didn't that first one just happen? Because, you know, I don't pay attention to that fucking shit. You know? Oh, well, yeah, oh, I mean, that movie's like 10 years old now. Oh, why do you guys care? Well, yeah. You guys like Albert Brooks people, a lot? Yeah, it was the same when people got excited for The Incredibles 2. Like, uh, that movie's old. <laughs> it's like, I know old because I remember renting it when it came out. Like, yeah, no, really I remember, <laughs> I remember, uh, you guys trying to watch that at, at your parents' old house when mm-hmm. I was there. And for some reason it wouldn't run sound and then only did this weird black and white thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think we gave uh, up technology. on it and watched Team America instead. Which was a better choice. Which is a better choice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh God. But yeah, no. Uh, but you, but you see here at the start of 2010, you, you get you get you get you get Cage in in kick ass, and and it's like this ray of hope, and it's like his return to profit after this shit fest. Yeah. Then, then you get Sorcerer's Apprentice, and he's back with fucking Disney. Yeah. And, and it's garbage, but it's like 
mainstream garbage. I remember when that came out too. I saw the trailers and I like nearly peed myself laughing. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, so I just wizards and sports cars and shit. Mm. Yeah, but it, it, there was a movie. I I can't remember when it came out. Um, I'm sure you're gonna remember this. I think it was called Leaper. And it was about people that had this magical ability. Oh, they learned where they not could leap anywhere in the world they wanted Aiden to. Aiden Christensen in Jumper. I'm pretty sure. Jumper. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that seemed like the thing to do at the time. Yeah. It's just was that around the same like, time? Mystical shit that... into modern settings and having I fun think, with it. I think Jumper was ever so slightly earlier because I think I was still at Hollywood Video when that one came out. But uh, but Hollywood Video, the one I was at, closed in 09. So it's probably not too yeah. far different. The funny thing about Jumper is it's like it's this globe trotting thing, but because of the fact that like his superpower is just a transition, it yeah. actually just makes the world <laughs> feel really small and uninteresting. Very much true. It's not like he could fly or anything. You know, you don't get any cool vistas <laughs> or anything. It's like, look, now I am no. in a backdrop that looks like Rome. Garcon, bring to me the food that Europe has. Yeah, it reminded me of the uh Wayne's World when they're using green screen and showing <laughs> exactly. it, it's like look suddenly we're in Ireland <laughs> like and then we do another shift and suddenly we're underwater oh wow <laughs> I got a gun let's go to a Broadway show <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like you know people people need a little more zing these days you know like that fuck awful Marcus Nispel Conan where they had the terrible 3D vista for each location with the title oh, card God, yeah. and it's yeah. like this isn't gonna get old oh wait it already did <laughs> yeah that was sad that was yeah. not as sad as what happened with left behind and oh god oh, well, this is we, this has been we, a rotten fucking decade i mean even not looking at cage movies no no not at all but i mean it's even going back and looking at the uh 2010 to now i mean yeah we had a ray of hope with kick-ass then disney got a hold of cage again it's like eh, okay whatever yeah, like season of the witch kind of farted its way out but then we had the glorious what the fuck of drive angry oh, god damn it <laughs> oh god Is, I, you know i uh, linda needs to get away from death door because i really want to talk about color out of space i know uh, we, but yeah it's like no, the one drive thing angry. that made everything worthwhile and saved the year <laughs> there yeah there 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 have only been a couple of brighter spots uh in 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 this decade here and the way i reckon it um that that's pretty much down to stuff like joe and yeah. uh frozen yeah. ground to some extent um and um and for me uh dog eat dog and the trust yeah exactly um i was gonna say a dog eat dog that was a savior yeah yeah because there's there's a, there's a lot of because because uh, you know on, on a few of these like 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 linda's been delighted and some of her guests have been delighted yeah. at, the, at the crazy caginess but i'm like yeah but we've seen that and the movie's still shit <laughs> you know yeah, and even then it's i think because uh this happened when we had our guest from the alamo draft house who had the cage screening Oh, was that okay, we reached yeah. a point, and it was around the time with Joe, that you're watching these and you're just like, am I broken? Or are these just getting to the point they're no longer even interesting? Because even when he does cage out, you're just like, I've seen you do better. <laughs> it's like, I've seen you flip your shit to a point yeah. where I'm like, oh, that that's the cage I fell in love with. That's the cage I liked. But now it's just like you don't even try. It just yeah. happens. And like Joe's like, oh, one of the few ones the where it's sort of like it's sort of like hammered into a performance, you know, that suits yeah. the character. You know. 
Um, yeah. And I'm not really going to accuse him of like running amok and doing whatever, you know, but like, no. like a lot of those, like, like there's, there's a lack of script. There's a lack of care, you know? So, and, yeah. and so in many of these, it's all like, look, he's doing his thing. It's like, yeah, that's, 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 that's like falling asleep at a ballet only waking up when somebody tripped. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's the same thing that kind of happens with, this is why I don't, I mean, we joke a lot about him doing drugs and needing money and all the yeah. reviews I find the bad reviews, especially all mention. Oh, they all go back to they're like, Oh, we need a paycheck. And yeah. And everybody goes yeah. back to that shit from 2009. And they're like, Oh, dinosaur yeah. bones. Am I right? Am I right? Huh? Huh? Yeah, He's but it's crazy. Like they just forget that all actors have to do shit films at some point or another in their life. I mean, you know, it's do they like give this shit to Wesley Snipes? Yeah. And it's like, it's what would have happened and was happening with Chris Farley until he died. He kept expecting to be playing the same person over and over and over. And the last film he did, even though it seems a curse with chubby comedians that all their last films are horrible shit. The movie was just not that entertaining. It was horrible. And the only time you laugh at it is for wrong reasons that it just goes off on its own madness and you're like, well, I'm glad he's not around to see how fucking horrible this movie was. But even before that, he just would have continued doing the same role. Yeah. And Cage, it just feels like that's kind of what they expect from him. It's like they don't hire him for his actual talent. They hire him because they know he's eccentric. And they just expect <sighs> yeah. him to like put him in front of a camera, like people do well, their also, fucking babies, like, and go be like, funny. Yeah, he seems like the eternal optimist, you know, in in that yeah. um, in that he can find a way to make taking the role make sense to him. Like yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's 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 constantly justifying it uh, uh, to himself. But but what, like what, like we said on the last one though, um, is, is that what, what makes me mad about all this is that a lot of these shit ones for the last 10 years have come out under the Saturn films banner with him yeah. as one of the executive right. producers, Yeah, <laughs> which means that he's responsible <laughs> on both <laughs> ends. <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe there wasn't so much money. Maybe there wasn't so much time. Maybe you were shooting in Bulgaria, you know, one of these things, but like you, 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 you could have put your foot down in there somewhere. I have a feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, at the same time, and because we don't really know, until we interview or corner the man at, you know, freaking Trader yeah. Joe's. But it could also be the same with certain other actors. I uh, want to name specifically William Shatner. Ah. When you had someone like Leonard Nimoy, who's like, hey, I've been paying attention on set. I want to direct. And like, no, you're an actor. You can't do that because actors cannot produce or direct. And then he comes out and boom, he actually directed and it was an okay movie. Then Shatner's like, well, fuck you. I want to make my own movie. And then Shatner's <laughs> fighting fucking God. So, he was. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing, especially with producers roles too. I mean, some of them know what they're doing and others. It's like, oh, well, if I just donate $10 to your name in this project, then I get a producer's credit. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can even do the same on Patreon with some people. If you donate $300, you get a freaking producer's credit and you don't have to do shit. <laughs> you know, it's not fair to assume that actors can't direct. I mean, like in theory, like they, they should know that better than anybody if they're, you know, if they've been on enough sets, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, 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 yeah, yeah. you know, for, for enough time. I mean, like, you know, Ben Affleck's a good director. Um, yeah, well, he is. He's proven that to me yeah. as well. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, I kind of have to, because it's part of my fucking backstory, I guess, on our wiki page, if somebody ever does one for Cage's Kiss, <laughs> it's like, with all the documentaries I've watched on porn and porn stars, every single one of them that's gone on to direct and do better with their lives, 
all have said they just started hanging around crew members all day learning how they do their job, how boom mics do their job, and right. how recorders do their job. And I mean, it's only natural. It's like, you know, like musicians who have been at it a long yeah. time and then take to producing and recruiting other acts, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. And it's kind of, even though it's he's still alive and he's close to being the number one Beatle if Paul McCartney ever dies out. Oh. It's like what happened with Ringo Starr and even how Family Guy made fun of that when he wrote yellow submarine and they're like oh that's so great ringo we're gonna put this right here on the fridge (laughs) yeah i did good (laughs) people give ringo so much shit most of his solo shit's better than paul's honestly it did do a lot better and there are really fun stories about him trying to get help between paul and george and how he just said all right fuck it i'm doing my own thing (laughs) yeah and there's nothing wrong with it you know (laughs) no unless you're someone like nick cage and decide to do your own thing (laughs) well like when we were doing when we were covering fucking escort to settle like like one of the things i pointed out it's like he directed a fucking movie yeah he made sunny and it's really not the worst thing no, it it's that's not the best thing, but it's not the worst thing. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, yeah, and it's the same thing with like things like Deadfall. Even you go into things like that, and it's like, holy shit, what were you doing, and why did you do this? And that one, yeah, that, well, de- yeah, de- Deadfall. Deadfall is like a glittering train wreck, though. Like you just you just watch it, it burn really as is. it rolls off the clip yeah. past you because there's so many people in there contributing their time and effort. It's like a flaming train going at full speed, and you're just watching the screaming faces on fire. Look, guys, Charlie Sheen with a goatee, two James Colburns, and that one guy from (laughs) Aliens. Wow. (laughs) I mean, it's it's still far and away better than The Trust. Uh, well, you didn't like the trust. That's right. Yeah. No, I was not. See, a fan I, I, of the I trust. like that one. It's it's probably largely for the fact that it just struck the right tone. Um, yeah. Since so few of the movies that we do, uh, you know, manage that because uh, so so that was that was for me was one of the bright spots. But 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 to put it in context here, um, like shortly thereafter comes disappointing shit like Oliver Stone's Snowden. Oh god! Which yeah. you know, we all agree really should have been a better movie, considering who was involved. Yeah. Um. You know, subject matter or whatever. Um. And right before the trust is fucking pay the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> which is just an incompetent, incompetent horror movie that's in New York, but you think it might be New Orleans, but it doesn't matter because it's Canada. <laughs> exactly. Canada could be anywhere. <laughs> it is anywhere, and right before that's the fucking runner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and a, a movie that has no reason to exist. It doesn't even want to tell a full story. It's just, I want to do good, but I did bad. By yeah, yeah, it's like soccer coach. Look, guys, American politics, am I right? Ooh, oil companies, they're ooky. Yeah. Ooh. Like, you guys like that primary colors with John Travolta, right? Well, why not this? This is secondary colors. Yeah. Yeah, even Warren Beatty did a political movie, but that was just oh my god. <laughs> and 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 again, he's supposed to be he's supposed to I, I don't he wasn't a senator, right? He was just like a congressman. Yeah, yeah, representative, you know. But but they but they get the the scenes of him like 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 uh, addressing the house or whatever the shit, you know. And they got they got him on a set, and they cut the news footage, and then back to him on a set, yes. you know. Yes. Like like he's supposed to be this well off, high profile politician, but is shot in what is probably the producer's house. Yeah, and, and which again, and, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's, right. it's just 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 the the whole thing. It's like it's a little bit like a like a Roger Corman movie from back in the day where it's very uh, frugally produced. You know, yeah. it's like okay, well, so we got these guys in this water heater, and we'll cut to a shot of a V two rocket. All right. Yeah. Well, that's why. I, speaking of, I love showing friends Roger Corman movies, especially the horror, just oh, yeah. because it's fun to point out his space sets. And going all that shit lining the walls is all McDonald's to go containers. They're all oh, styrofoam. God. That's all egg containers. Galaxy of Terror he- all day and all night. Exactly. But I mean, it's like even looking at that and the fact that even he said he could do a movie about the fall of Rome with two guys in bed sheets and a bush. He really could have. And well, a lot of films because, do this. You know, well, at the end of the day, like filmmaking really isn't about money. Like it, it really, no. it really isn't. Yeah. I mean, the industry will trick you into thinking it is, but no, like, well, even when they have money, like we learned with films like the runner and such, it's, you can still have the old tricks, even in big budget movies of we're going to film in the producer's home and we're going to make it look official. And then we're going to cut other shit going on. And it's yeah. just the same cycle, just done on a bigger scale. Like, 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 uh, like when Martin Scorsese had to make uh, the last temptation of Christ in 1988 and and nobody would give him any money for it because it was like, Oh, that's too hot to touch. He got, I think $5 million for the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's on location shooting a fucking period epic for $5 million, which by 1988 was no longer a lot of money, you know, No. but it all works because Martin Scorsese knows what he's doing and it's all about how you frame things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unlike, unlike this other fucking shit. Like, like, uh, like, like you mentioned unlike Left Behind Outcast? earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Outcast. <laughs> Out- Outcast. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Outcast again with Hayden Christensen. Uh, yeah, shooting yeah. shooting a movie in in China that's that's super gung ho <laughs> for China. Uh, yeah. Like this is this is this is this is this is this is these are the rungs he's going down here. It's like Canada, Australia, Bulgaria, China. <laughs> yeah you gotta go where the money's at i i get yeah or whoever's dumb enough to hire you yeah no and the, and, and in that one cage's eyes put out at one point and he's just squinting and, yes. and he's got the hilarious he haircut the thing and the beard yeah. and and he's kind of half doing an english accent but mostly just talking like this yes his i am the white dragon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i gotta say it's looking at that film and then knowing that we have the uh what is it called? The uh, not Tai Chi film, but his new kung fu film coming out. Oh, you talk about uh, jujitsu. Oh, okay. It's jujitsu. Okay. If you if you have not looked up the synopsis of the film, it's he is a master of jujitsu, and all these fighters are getting ready to fight an alien that lands on Earth, and <laughs> also is a kung fu expert, apparently. <laughs> And Naturally. none of them apparently in any of the trailers use jujitsu. <laughs> it's okay. They so, had the title just lying around and somebody had to take it. Yeah. It just feels like somebody heard the whole rumor that, um, before Stallone did the last Rambo movie, he was going to make a movie out of a novel called prey, which was about a man who's an ex Marine in the woods hunting and comes across an alien and they start hunting each other. <laughs> And they decided, why not do that? But just, I also love Power Rangers, so let's have some ninja fighting in there as well. That just sounds like a collision of a couple of uh, fucking David A. Pryor movies. Yeah, it sounds almost like what we would have had with Predator when they originally cast Jean-Claude Van Damme as the Predator. But then he quit because everyone mocked him because of his size. And he just has a very fragile ego, apparently. Yeah, well, that's okay. He's still better than Seagal. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people better than poor Seagal now. You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? <laughs> <laughs> and Seagal's like, I don't care if you guys don't like me. Putin likes me. We're buds. Yeah. Buds for life. <laughs> I was in Under Siege, you know. <laughs> the only movie he ever did with a positive critical score. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> We're a long, long way from his glory days. Uh, basically, they just made Die Hard 3 before Die Hard 3 could be that. Yeah, and at least I can give credit again to Cage that he's far better than Seagal. He has range with his acting and his voice and his personality. Yeah, yeah no, he's it's... constantly um, whispering with his ponytail. It's like the difference between... Uh, I mean, this is kind of an unfair comparison, but it's kind of like the difference between uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Oh God! Yeah, is that Robert Redford refuses to to is to have play a character with certain vices? Yeah, you know. Whereas yeah. Newman is like, no, I'm an actor. This is this is where the gold is. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like 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 Cage Cage is, is 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 unafraid to portray you know an alcoholic, a drug addict, a loser, you know, a murderer. Yeah. You know, like like he's, he like he'll 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 do all that shit. You know, to the depths of the soul. I mean, that's how he got the Oscar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For good or worse. Um, you know, and unfortunately along the way, there's other disturbing trends, especially in the 2010s, where he's always a guy with a shiny young wife or shiny young girlfriend. Yeah. Shiny, shiny. You know. The shiny, the younger, yeah. 21-year-old, bottle blonde, you know, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase this, you know. It's the midlife crisis of actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's pretty much along them lines. Um, Which I mean, Vin Diesel is still suffering from, apparently. So, oh, Amazon Prime has uh, something called Mandy the Haunted Doll. No doubt, it's a tie-in. I'm going to put that on. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the title says Mandy. I just. Uh... <laughs> I mean, at least that also was kind of a bright, shining turd. Oh. I love that one. I mean, so they much. all can't be as glorious as Indianapolis men of courage. Oh my god! Talk about things getting shoved up your dick. Good God! Uh, the urethra can only stretch so much. My yeah, friend. yeah, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's another one of the disturbing 2010s trends, right? Because USS Indianapolis men of courage, uh, along with along with uh, rage. Yeah, and uh, and uh, between worlds is like one of those bottom of the barrel cage movies shot in oh Alabama. <laughs> yeah, even between worlds, I I don't I'm still like surprised that that was something that got released. Yeah, but, god damn it, that yeah, fucking thing. It's it another one. Thing. It's like, well, they thought like, well, we got we got we got to exploitable elements here. We'll be able to sell this to people. Look, rednecks, Nicholas Cage, uh, ghosts. Um, yeah, all of that. <laughs> Possession, banging, mother-daughter love affair. You know, except yeah. except they think they're making a sophisticated independent film, so the, the so the possession thing just kind of goes back door until until they need it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it literally does go back door. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, that's another one. It's like it's like uh for, well, for a lot of them we haven't had anything for Linda's segment, right? You know, cuz like like it's yeah, all like yeah. no, 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 PG-13, no nipples and butt cracks. We can't show that. No, no, no. Yeah, PG-13. Disney, nothing. Broadest audience possible. And then that one is just like, no, there's a lot of fucking. 
This one is yeah. the one with fucking in it. Uh, just so there you know. is a lot of Nick Cage and a nut hugger in that, and it is just on full display for your eyes. Yeah, it's, and and if that's all you care about, then you can go ahead and stream that one, man. Yeah, like, which again, I think that's kind of also where he got. I I I refuse to believe that he really did just give up and decided to embrace the persona that people gave him as crazy. And that, like you said, he just and he justifies to himself taking these roles. No, and yeah, he really I think puts he himself still... into it. But you still know there are people that rent these movies because, like, oh my god, he's in it. This sounds so horrible. It's got to be golden. Oh, of course. And then yeah. they're not disappointed, especially with something like Between Worlds, where you have the unexplainable being hosed off and doing heroic poses. <laughs> And it's like, I mean, you know, and it's like, and I guess in Cage's mind, he was able to tell himself that he was sort of doing wild at heart all over again. The difference being that yeah. David Lynch was able to, to put these things where they belonged in the order they belonged, you know, yeah, I think it's like we've said before, when you and I have talked about this, especially with surreal films, it really does come down like most other films to the director. And some directors can really pull out that performance and they can really wrangle their actors. But when you have a director that's kind of like, Oh yeah, you're crazy. You're eccentric. I'll just put you out there and do your thing. Right. And you have nothing else to give. You're not going to get anything back. You're not going to get what you're no. expecting in your head. Well, you you're know. just getting what you feel is your money's worth for actor that you paid. It'd be different if they made it into some kind of grand freak show and they, and they put like Clint Howard in there, you know, Michael J. Pollard, uh, you know, Steve Buscemi. Like if they really, they really just got it all in there. Like Bobcat Goldweight, maybe somewhere, but well, uh, it's well, even like, uh, even though it's not in the decade we're talking about, that's kind of also going into things like uh, Zandali. Oh, like yeah. A bunch of characters like that in a film, and you just let them do their thing. Well, I mean, with Zandali, they didn't even half understand like like what kind of a yes. nugget that was going to be later on. Like They just thought they were making a, 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 a highbrow sex film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, directed but, by a guy I mean, named Pillsbury. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Whoa, poke me there and take my panties off in a mud puddle. Jesus. <laughs> Nothing says love it like fucking in a cathedral. <laughs> Again, it was a simpler time. <laughs> oh, the 90s, everybody. Yeah. Uh, colorful yeah. neon 90s. Well, that's what happens when you get us old boomers talking. We remember back when there was sex and it wasn't shameful. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s was probably a little too sex positive, but that's how it was back then. And it wasn't all like everybody getting all messed up. Like, I don't know. They said yes, but did they mean yes? I don't know if yeah. that was consent there. Well, I mean, that's its own story itself, especially when you look at things like Blade Runner and it's like, oh, it's such a great romance between Harrison Ford and his love <laughs> interest. Like, he was raping her at first. It's not like, rape sorry, if it's a robot. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's also it, too. It's like, it's not rape. It's just forceful kissing. It's like they're reluctant. So you just have to force them well, into realizing you, you, this is what they want. If you look at the kind of romantic roles Harrison Ford had, like, remember, remember Witness? Remember, yeah, Kate, oh remember God, Ford yeah, and, yeah. and Kelly McGillis, the witness It's like when they, when they, when they finally like, like when the, when the, when the bow breaks there and they decide they're going to start going for it. Like, it's like they're eating each other's faces. It's like, they're yes. going to, it's like, it's like cannibal zombie time. It's like, it's like a Salvador Dali yes, painting. Exactly. It's like, Oh my God, there will be no one left alive. 
<laughs> and that's that you also be nothing but bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the bone. <laughs> but no, you'll see that in uh in uh in uh in biopics very often. If you listen to the audio commentary on Dewey Cox, they'll point out that like in, in a lot of biopics, if like the 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 the, oh, yeah. the main like husband and wife or romantic partners or whatever, like when they reunite, their sex scene is always super violent, like they're always clawing the fuck oh, out yeah, of each other, yeah. knocking each other through bookcases and windows and shit like downstairs. Like <laughs> yeah. it's like fighting and fucking, it's all the very... same. <laughs> I am very intimate with the commentary on Dewey Cox because I love that movie. <laughs> That's so a great much. fucking movie. Oh man. It is. It's like the epitome of bioflick movies. I love it I so love fucking much. How John C. Riley originates in small parts in really highbrow movies and in fucking Paul Thomas Anderson movies. And then the next yeah, thing you know, yeah. he's stepbrothers. <laughs> exactly. It's like oh, That's what I love you. Cool. Even when he appeared in the uh, latest King Kong movie they made, Skull Island, like he played a pretty somewhat serious person in that, but they still had jokes that pertained to him playing Dr. Steve Brule, where his jacket <laughs> says, for your health, my back. <laughs> I fucking love that. It's just hysterical. I love that, that, that shit. Awesome. But, <laughs> but Please don't that, leave I mean, me in a lurch. <laughs> <laughs> even that still would be far and away better than something like vengeance a love story or mom oh, and dad for fuck's sake uh, fucking mom and dad a 70 minute yeah. zero budget michael bay movie that's what that is yeah except it's without doing the lingerie model shooting history it's just let's do an mtv music video type thing uh, man that's a that's another one uh, where it's like you know, I feel I feel like we got a little bit spoiled because we did our uh, we, for our Patreon we did our reaction track on Color Out of Space before yeah, yeah. we saw many of the two thousands Cage movies, and so yeah. and and Color Out of Space is really good. <laughs> it really is. I mean, that's that was uh, something I'd always been looking forward to, especially because the director and loving his yeah, earlier oh, films yeah. he did, and Stanley's knowing great. his fall from Hollywood grace. I'm like, when you have an eccentric, crazy actor and an eccentric, craziest shit director and you put oh, them together, yeah. I mean, it's like the producers. Only good things can come <laughs> from this. <laughs> yeah, when you get the right kind of wild men together, you know, like it's it's, yeah. it's all great. You know, and that's that, that's part of why some of these are so fucking disappointing, right? Like uh, like Dying of yeah, the Light. so much untapped potential. And Dying of the Light and Army of One specifically, both both movies that just yeah, got fucked yeah. around so hard and like got chopped to shit. You know, where well, it, even, yeah, the, there's not even anything yeah. left at the end of the day, you know. Well, no, it's even like the uh, alternate cut we saw to was it dark or was that Dying of the Light? Yeah, dark, dark, dark was the dark was the uh, Schrader recut of Dying of the Light right. from the elements that he was able to recut it from. It was sort of like a right. bargain basement recut a little bit. I mean, like you know, yeah, because the man yeah. couldn't legally re-edit the movie; they wouldn't let him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's 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 part of why Dog Eat Dog is is such a treat because it's Schrader and Cage again. This time he's got final cut. So he's and 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 Schrader is able to go really off the rails with it, you know. Yeah, thankfully. (laughs) You know, and and just uh, for one shining moment, something appropriate is happening. (laughs) Yeah, which again, it's kind of it was a nice. Even though I didn't care for the movie as much as you and Linda did, it was still a nice move to go from something like dark into Mandy. Yeah, it's like just having kind of that surreal step from one I mean, foot to the next there should really be room for that especially by somebody like like panos cosmatos who actually like yeah. 
a lot of you know, we name a lot of directors on these, but but so few of them could really like realistically be called a filmmaker because so few of them seem to understand sure. film. Yeah, like like they have no no interest in 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 technique whatsoever. Like they they're not they're not they're not craftsmen. You know, they're not artists. No, like no. it's just like they're just they're just jerks. It's like you couldn't even call them a hack. <laughs> well, no, and I mean it's it's kind of the same. There are like I'm I'm drawing a blank on the man's name, but he was the uh, the director for Sleepaway Camp, and oh, it's kind okay. of like looking back at films like then where it's like you could film something in say twenty one days of a shoot. Yeah. And you just, bam, as quick as possible, get it done, get it out. Right. People enjoyed it. It made money. And people in Hollywood like people like that. But at the same time, those people just never really stepped above where they were at that comfy spot. Or they just couldn't really handle it there. Some people did go above and beyond, but they just didn't stick around. And there's very few directors that can actually carry a serious piece of work yeah. and take you to a place that they Lots want to Lots of assistant directors. You without know, a lot of experienced crew members. Seeming like they yeah. have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, and I mean it's even um to really date ourselves here, it's going back <laughs> to shows like uh Project Greenlight. Oh yeah. When you yeah. had showing what it is directors have to go through and realizing the struggles that they go against not just themselves but mainly the producers and the company per- making your movie. What are you talking about? And I'll just cast my cousins. Yeah, I'll just cast my dad and let him argue when people don't listen to me because that's going to make me look professional. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy, the man was mean to me. I swear, I still, I loved the movie Feast, but having seen the shit that went on behind the scenes, I just, I just couldn't. (laughs) It was no coven. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, God, no. (laughs) Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh hey, hey uh, well, while we're, while we're talking about really cheap shit, <laughs> how, how about that Humanity Bureau, eh? Oh. <laughs> the one where the guy got shot and he put a ketchup packet to his eye because they couldn't oh, afford got, got the peanut blood. butter toast, you know, over. Oh, over peanut his, butter toast. That's eye. right. And then that's he's right. and then he's got like this this stylish like silk eye patch for the rest yeah. of the movie. You know, so he's, he's a is a I think I think is uh, I forget the actor's name, but he he had like a punk band. Right, something called like yeah. Headstones or something like that. But he has this theme song over the end credits that's like like shitty folk or something like that. Yeah, I've done yeah, the math. God. I mean, are we talking about the ending before the kid when everyone got shot? Right, no, yeah, <laughs> the, the never ending. Spoiler, everybody end. in the Humanity Bureau, everybody dies. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Oh. oh god i still that still is one of those movies that puzzles me when you were telling me about the camera technology they were using well no you're and just right how cheap it looked yeah no but so it looks like a it, it kind of looks like an asylum movie it's 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 very yeah. it's very chintzy there's there's uh, there's a very it's a very no frills production canadian production and yet the camera it shot on was something that was supposed to thought thought to have been the future at that time it was like beyond imax 3d kind of thing yeah, where yeah. it was this immersive three projector setup so they have this camera with all these lenses all the way around yeah <sighs> I'm I'm trying to remember because the the thing that it reminded me of was um I think maybe it was the same technology I'm just I might be getting him confused in my old age and the fact that I've just drank almost an entire glass of just vodka and strawberry lemonade Ruh-roh. but I remember um 
when the Hobbit films came out, those were being filmed in 60 frame per second HDR. And people were just like, they were complaining about the movies because they were seeing something that the eye wasn't meant to see. It's like, you're seeing things, you can look at the sets and you could tell they were sets. It was just, yeah, like well, this is why HD is bullshit, by there. the way, you know, because you're not, yeah. you're not supposed to be creating real life. You're supposed to be using no. things in life to create an illusion. Yeah, but like, it's like, like this people is, this were is, complaining um, because they could see that the faces looked red because you could see the makeup layers that were on them. Yeah. And when people ran, it was like looking at the old hand-cranked movies because they would just move at like comical speeds. Well, this is why of something like, that like was the, like 24 frames. The first time I saw HD shit, I think I was actually at at, at your at your parents' house and yeah, and and yeah. And, and, uh, and and you know, you guys had the giant ass HD TV and there are actually oh, yeah. different frame settings on there. Some of them some of which look shittier, some of which look less shitty yeah, but if you yeah. but it, but if you if you go i think with the default settings it looks like making of video from like the 90s well yeah that's it doesn't look the, like the movie anymore because it destroys lighting it undoes it right so all of a yeah, sudden well, these big why, expensive movies don't look like movies anymore yeah well that's why i remember being amazed when uh hd first came out and you saw things like the the menu for the shrek movie that was like the big seller back then for hd and it's like people would stare at the TV because like, oh, my God, it looks like so real. Like you could just reach in and pull Shrek out and they're just blown away by it. And then the first time I set up an HD TV and turned it on, I was like, OK, uh, what can I watch that's in HD? Oh, it says Law and Order. That's in 1080p. So I go and turn it on and I'm like, <laughs> this isn't Law and Order. This is like a soap opera. What am I watching? Because it looks yeah, like you're watching no, something all of a in sudden, real time. Right, because it destroys, it destroys the contrast and the lighting. So it, it, that really cool movie looking show that, that you were going to watch now looks like a telenovela. Exactly. You know, it looks and like a, it's, it's, a, just, it's a Korean soap now. <laughs> and I, I guess it was something like, again, the 60 frame per second HDR thing was supposed to be the oh, new wave God. of technology for cinema. Yeah. But again, when people saw it, they were getting sick and they were also just well, like, yeah. this looks so fake. That, so they that's just why a lot of these turn out to be cul-de-sacs, like, like the technology yeah. for the Humanity Bureau did. It's, it's kind of like um, if you've ever seen the 1962 movie, How the West Was Won. Yeah, it's oh a God, gigantic yeah, yeah. bloated epic, right? And 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 that was also that was done with, the, uh, with a three cinescope? projector setup, right? It was a very yeah, very yeah. limited run thing that was supposed to expand on Cinemascope. The trouble yeah, was they had is the that expanded screens, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The theater had to be a special theater, so everything was more expensive. And if you see the VHS of it, you could see the divisions between the screens because there was basically no yeah. way to undo that. Um, and the trouble is, is like when you actually saw this in the theater, as it was meant to be seen, it was the effect really only worked for certain seats. They have a huge theater because they have to recoup the money, but only like for about like, like, like 10 seats in the middle in the sweet spot. Will it actually work? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I, um, and also another friend that did something similar like that as well was the haunting from, uh, 1998, I think it was, or 1999. Oh, the Yanda Bont one. Oh yeah. And it's like, I remember renting that and suddenly you would have a movie go from letterbox (laughs) into even wider letterbox. Cause they had to show you the full effect of the camera they used for certain scenes. And you think they could have just done like, like certain tapes would do and just squish it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like most, um, (laughs) you know, like before, before everybody started getting wide TVs, like most VHSs, you'd get a pan and scan version of it. You know, you'd have the credits squished so they could show all the credits. So, so for that, like, especially in the older ones, everybody's heads would get really tall. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then throughout the movie, you'd either have really awkward cuts to almost the same shot to try to incorporate something that only worked in CinemaScope or you'd have like a, a, it's especially obvious in the cable guy VHS. 
this, oh, the, the God, scene man. where they're in the restaurant at the table together and the camera just does this fake pan back and forth between the faces. Yeah. And yeah. since it's, since it's, you know, since we're just moving within the same frame and there's no actual camera motion, you know, there's no change in angle. So it's the most awkward fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, when, uh, but can. De Palma's films, when they went to VHS, he'd always just squish the shot, you know, cause yeah. he's like, well, it will look a little weird, but you'll still see it as it's, as intended, you know? But instead, we get somebody in Canada using technology that made a film just look like it was something by the asylum. And yeah, because well, they spent all their money on on the, on the camera, and they weren't really clever enough to make. A, you know what that one reminded me a lot of was the was the um, uh, the last chase. Remember that one with uh, with oh, uh, Lee Majors yeah, yeah. and uh, and yeah. uh, fucking um, um, Bridges Meredith. Oh God, which is also not very good, but it's better than the Humanity Bureau. <laughs> Which a lot of films, thankfully, are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, one of the well, big unless uh, we sorry. look at things like Two Eleven or Looking Glass. Oh God damn! Okay, well, yeah, well, Two Two Eleven is another is another foreign monstrosity, you know. And we're not yeah. dumping on foreign films; we're just jumping on the ones that Cage was in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because you know there there are probably some very good movies made in Bulgaria, I'm sure, but Two Eleven sure wasn't one of them. <laughs> at all <laughs> like not even it's a, well that's that's that that's a, that's another one where there was some fuckery because yeah. cage signed on i think to do a movie about uh, a couple of uniformed policemen in a car with with a young man forced to do a ride along and there's a shootout and like they all learn yeah. a valuable lesson i think that's the movie that cage signed on to do but in the movie that we actually see there's this interpol agent lady who's supposed to be so sassy and there's and she's Interpol, there's she's uh, taken down terrorists and shit. Yeah, you know what? And yeah. you notice that there's a scene that she is in that Cage is in where she's talking to the captain who Cage was just talking to, but they're never in the shot together. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure well, she even, wasn't in the original screenplay at all. <laughs> no, even like I told you, the super uh, not superimposed, but the same thing of cutting her into scenes where it looked like the kid that was on the ride along was looking back at the Interpol lady. Because it goes from him looking at the back of the car to suddenly we see her getting out of her car and standing there as wind blows by and yeah. shows off she has a gun. But they had nothing to do with each other at all. But the way it was filmed, right? Was to and a lot of characters never meet. Too. Well, it's it's kind of yeah. like um, it's kind of like those late nineties movies they did they do with Michael Pere or somebody like that or. Uh, yeah. Michael Pere or or a fucking um, uh, fucking uh, Peter Weller or Dennis Hopper, oh, yeah. where they would they would get like a, they they'd get Yossi Ween or somebody like that to d- take one of his like cheapo South African action movies and cut yeah. this actor into footage from something he'd done earlier, like Cyborg Cop or something. And so, like, yeah, there'd be or, all these action yeah. sequences where, like, guys on motorcycles would run in with chainsaws or something like that, or there'd be a huge shootout on the freeway and cars would blow up. Except you, while watching it, even if you weren't paying close attention, something would feel a little bit off, and then you'd realize the actor yeah. wasn't in the shot with anything else. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like early CGI work where it's like, okay, so what am I doing? Oh, you're fighting a monster and it's just going to be a tennis ball on a pole and you have to look at it and stare at its eyes and look really upset. It's like, oh, sure. Fuck it. Why not? You paid me. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. No. And then and then the uh, then the badly contrasted uh, see through lobster thing crawls across the floor and uh, Denise Richards falls over. Yes. Yes. Uh, Speaking of Denise Richards and and certain types of ladies, uh, inconceivable. Remember inconceivable? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you you God. didn't uh, like that uh, that erotic thriller uh, shot in Ohio? Uh, there inside of the producer's was house. I would forget about that movie. Yeah. So because, that uh, one with the really the, with that really annoying chick who who's like a surrogate and like stealing her eggs back. Yeah. And, like and like. Well, by by the way, I I've been I've been that one reminds me. I've been I've been going through random uh uh obviously on Amazon random whatever's free to stream cheapo thrillers and horror yeah, movies. Yeah. And like the a lot of those, quite a few of those. Mm-hmm just like inconceivable decide like hey you know what'd be a really random value add what's that mort let's just have some dyke shit in there yeah yeah that has nothing to do with it that you don't know if it was real or if she was just using this woman to get to this right family, yeah no and it's and it's and it's and, and and it's always it's always it, this is how you know it's exploitation because it's yeah. only done with women and it's only done with the attractive ones, you know, or the quote unquote well, attractive ones, whichever attractive yeah. ones they could get, you know. And actually, uh, speaking of inconceivable, I actually watched the better version of this called The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. You know what? I and actually that's also free. And watched that, yeah, recently. I'd seen parts of it before, but I'd never seen the whole thing. But actually, going back and watching that one's like, you know, that's a really good movie. <laughs> it really was. And what's even funnier is the fact that it goes from, okay, you see in the beginning, she is the wife of the doctor that's accused of molesting his patients and kills himself. And all she does, she doesn't even go to change her name legally. She just pretends right off the bat to be somebody else and they buy it. Yep. Nobody questions it until later in the movie when it needs to be. And it's like, that was so much simpler versus a woman who goes and kills a couple and then goes and kills another couple and is now moving into this family's life to kill this couple to get her kid back. And in the process kills a lesbian she was in a relationship with because this woman was going to become the surrogate to her child. And yeah, it's just so bloated and convoluted and it was just done. So, so poorly, <laughs> even up to the ending. Cause even that, like you, you can now see is that the surprise party they had for the wife in the, uh, hand that rocks the cradle compared to what we had with Nick cage and his wife. And then the surrogate getting stabbing herself in the kitchen and stabbing the right. wife during the awkward party. One of party. the big differences in the in the hand that rocked the cradle is that the characters behave a lot more like human beings. They did <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but but you said there was only one woman for you. It's like, well, yeah, I never said that it was you though. You're dumb. Yeah, I was talking about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but that, for the record, also for anyone that would watch the hand that rocks the cradle. It is the most funniest, unintentionally racist movie. <laughs> but up, up. Because the, the moment you have a guy there that's been sent from a people with mental disabilities association to help people, it's a black man. And when she sees him at her window in the morning, she just freaks out, immediately assuming burglar because he's wearing a hoodie and he happens to be black. <laughs> It is just, oh, God. It's Amos and Andrew Part 2, everybody. It really is. And it's sad, but the stereo. A black man with a stereo. That can only mean one thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Call the cops, Martha. (laughs) No, no, you're unhinged. He's delivering it, I'm sure. Which also, oh, God, I know we're getting away from the cage movies, but what the fuck? In the hand that rocks the cradle, she decides that she has to get rid of this guy because he's a threat to her. So she plants a little girl's pair of panties in his work box. So they take him away. 
But then later in the movie, they say, oh, hey, guess what? They let him back to work. I'm like, really? It's it's that easy to just let people that are being accused of being pedophiles back out to work? Well, remember, it was but, the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, but then it was a different time where we don't have the cancel culture and the whole, no, even if you are innocent, fuck that. We don't want to be associated with you. Well, plus, you know, the character was 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 a little bit differently abled, right? You know? Like he wasn't just, yeah. you know, yeah. So like, they're probably like, ah, yeah. no, he doesn't, he didn't know what sex is. They're just underpants. He just likes them. <laughs> yeah, he just likes the pattern. There's a, all. there's a terrible, uh, also off topic. There's a terrible straight to streaming horror movie on Amazon. Uh, it might be off Amazon by now, but it was called let's not meet. Oh. And, and in that one, there are these, I think there's these ghost monster things and there's, but there's a guy who's like fighting the ghost monster things that like the characters who are camping, like encounter, and the character, th- this guy who's fighting him, he is a child molester. <laughs> oh, my God. And and in his tent, he has little kids underpants on clotheslines. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, it, and it's just what in there. The... And it's like, well, you're a pretty bad person. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, pretty awful. Hunting a monster, though. Yeah, like, well, you got me guilty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look that up oh, and look up the other children's horror movies this director made. You're going to want to not meet him. <laughs> Much like the director of Kids and Bully. And oh, 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 you don't want to meet Larry Clark? You don't want to get punched in the face because he's a violent psychopath? <laughs> A violent psychopath who made his career off of choosing actors that looked incredibly young. (laughs) I think he also did What's Up Rockers, which also had an underage cast who also gets laid. Yeah, I would not. Which was not my problem with that movie. My problem with that movie was everything else. Well, it's the same even with Bully. It was an interesting story, but oh my God, this man can't do shit with a camera. No, he just thinks he's, you know, he thinks he's counterculture and outside Hollywood and he sort of skates on that. Like, I never saw his version of Teenage Caveman, but I'm sure, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not the director of the human centipede. and Oh, Tom Six, cinematic uh, genius. He didn't actively go to 4chan and ask them what they would like in a sequel and then actually give it. <laughs> he did it. It was beautiful. <laughs> It really was. He's and going to stitch us up. Go, what the fuck? He's going to stitch us up ass to mouth. <laughs> I, oh, oh, those movies oh, are a blessing God. people don't realize they, one you day. Know, they don't know what a gift those movies are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of bullshit, uh, Looking Glass. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Looking Glass. I'm running a, a hotel and my marriage is made out of problems and look, a magical mirror that shows me people fucking in room number 10. It's a miracle. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I shouldn't be watching, but I watch these people fuck and now I'm actually horny for my wife. I gotta go bang he her, just but she has problems. There, why, was, why, why, were there, why was there a secret window only into one of the cabins? If you're going to do that, just do the whole motel. God damn it. I honestly was expecting that to happen. That would have made sense. But That's the no, only thing that would have made fucking sense. The guy it was based on had that. He had vents where he could see people in every room of the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's more realistic. That's more of an interesting story. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I hope there's a hot person that gets checked into this room. There was a, there was a, all we got is a fucking truck driver wanting to bang behind his wife's back, getting the last line of the movie. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's another one where it's, it's kind of like inconceivable where, where it's like, oh, you had a a premise here uh, for a thriller. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too bad you didn't make one. <laughs> it's like you could have done something like rear window even with that, but no, fuck it. We're going no, something else entirely yeah. here. But but you but you have the uh, the long exploitive scene where where where, where the uh, the dominatrix there has has her female slave or whatever you know and they're yeah. going out in the cabin yeah. and it's like it kind of goes on for a long time. It's got that blue lighting. It's like oh oh is this the part people are supposed to be fapping at? I'm not not sure. Yes, because lesbians. Yeah, world's Ooh, most mysterious exotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the old adage, I'm okay with lesbian sex as long as the girls are hot. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like. Well, come on, can't we have equal opportunity? Can't can't there be a couple of guys drinking at the bar and some lady makes some kiss? You know, because it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then the next thing you know, <laughs> what did we do last night? Oh my god. <laughs> No, sadly, that's only, if you want to see something like that. That's only ever played like off as comedy or, for, or as disgusting, you know. Yeah, the only thing that didn't and was the biggest surprise, and I will still never forget my dad's reaction to seeing, was Wet Hot American Summer, when you oh, see two that? guys really just go at it. Uh, that's that's one thing I liked uh, Death Trap for, you know. Like, even though the movie yeah. is, is basically a comedy for the most part. Like, it does have that out of nowhere. It's like you get full-on close-up on-screen Christopher Reeve and Michael Caine tongue-kissing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they yeah. went for it. They really fucking went, and you know what? It paid dividends. <laughs> Unlike Teen Titans, go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, no that 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 <laughs> way did not get the close up, uh, full on on screen, male to male uh, tongue kissing. I guess that one was intended for very small children, I suppose. Um, yeah, and and you know, I know some people have fun with that. Cause like, no, 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 they got things in there for the adults. You see that? You see that they got, they got that joke. Yeah. It's got like layers. And it's like, I, I could just be watching SpongeBob instead, man. Like, like yeah, could, like there's, absolutely. there's, there's other people out there doing this a lot better, you know, or most of the animation from the nineties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, I know, I know some people, some people love that one. Some people who aren't or sick today, uh, yes, sick and or presumed dead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not but enough I mean, for yeah. me, man. It, like animation's an art form. You got to do better than that. Well, again, that's why it's like in comparison that with uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I again, I really yeah. like the use of different art styles, but it's still a product of what it is. Yeah, and we still things... have to realize that animated movies are made for a certain audience. They're yeah. not Miyazaki films no. where fucking grown ass adults can cry their eyes out watching the damn things. Yeah, I guess they can't all be the plague dogs. No, yeah, unfortunately. Um... Yeah, no, like into the Spider-Verse again, there are things to appreciate. It certainly could have been worse, i.e. Teen Titans yeah. go to the movies or any of Cage's other animated films, like like you know, like we mentioned in the 2010s, there is the Crudes. Yeah. Um fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I like I got I cringe so hard when I see we got one of his animated features uh coming up. Um because Fuck. Well, and again, it's because, yeah, in the same way, there's a lot of animated movies that I just, for the life of me, I can never watch because I know what they're going to be like, and I don't want to see that. I mean, this is, and, yeah, uh, this, this is, this ahead, is why I, I can't really discuss movies um, around people who have children. 
or people who, yeah. who care for children. Cause at my old job, everybody, most, most everybody either had kids or they, or they had a, like a babysitting business or some shit. And they're like, Oh, you're not talking shit on frozen. Are you, uh, you're just a hater. You're just a hater. If you don't like frozen. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't have any fucking children. There's no, I, I, there's nothing for me in fucking frozen. God damn it. It's ugly as shit. Well, and I don't like that humor, you know, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. It was the same thing, uh, in the art Institute of all places where I was joking about Leonardo DiCaprio and I just, I cannot stand his movies. I still really, no, I've never been some impressed okay with him. films, but he's just still like, I used to joke. The most entertaining thing I ever saw him in was Gilbert great because he was just laughing hysterically <laughs> at himself and he was playing a natural I role. I could go time. It's like, I said this and this fucking dude in our class that I'm not even kidding, looked like David Boreanaz from angel and hated that fact. He was like, so offended by this. He's like, you know, that's really disrespectful that so many people don't really give him the respect he deserves because he's done amazing work in films no, his whole life. No, he's he only hasn't. gotten better the older he's gotten. Like, the motherfucker has models on a boat on a private fucking island he bought and is making eco-friendly bullshit with it. I can <sighs> and deserve the right to make fun of him if I want to. <laughs> the, 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 best, the best thing DiCaprio has ever really done is to be basically tolerable once in a while. Yeah. And that yeah. and that that took him a while, I will admit. It's an improvement. You know? <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Cuz you know like uh when when he when he appeared in in a Celebrity, Woody Allen's Celebrity in 1998 where he's playing a character who's parodying himself, that was thoroughly appropriate. You know, he tries to throw yeah. a woman out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and uh you know, and his uh, his appearance in uh in Django Unchained. Yeah, that's that's yeah. probably the best thing he ever did, mm. honestly. Yeah, even like his acting in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like I was more impressed with uh, Brad Pitt in that than I was with him. Yeah, well, but that's the great then, thing about Brad still... Pitt. Nice, understated performances. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it's the problem I also have with animation is that I don't like a lot of 3D animation. Well, it, there's hand drawn animation you know. still looks very good. And yeah. I like because it shows there's effort put into it. Right. But I'm also kind of the same way with claymation. It's like I had to really give a try to a lot of that to find really good movies versus just looking at things like Shaun the Sheep and shit like that. Yeah. But again, that's another one of those genres that you kind of know what you're going to get in an claymation movie. But then you also have the highbrow bullshit. I can't remember the name of the movie because I really did my best to forget it. But I think it had uh, Richard Gere in it or someone like that. And oh, it was God. like a Hollywood big production thing where they literally were only using it to say, see, look, things like claymation can be used for adults and people that are arteurs. And we can tell actual stories well, and shit. It can. You know, doesn't it's mean like, it does. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say Richard Gere, and that's uh, one of those like, oh man, fuck that guy. <laughs> everything he does, just fuck him. <laughs> it's 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 not it's not literally everything. Like, because there have been good no. movies that he was in. It wasn't his fault that they were good. Um, like uh, no nobody else seems to like this one, but I I thought that uh, Robert Ullman's Doctor T and the Women. Um, was oh, was actually God, yeah. was actually a really good moment for him. It was probably it was probably the best thing he ever did in terms of his own performance. Um, uh, Paul Schrader uh, in in eighty one he did American Gigolo, uh, which again people really fucking hate that one, which I don't understand. Yeah. It's like you like this, you you hate this, but you like Pretty Woman, which is just pap, which is just fucking yeah. sugary pap. It's like you you exactly. like that one, but it's like I I think there might be a stigma where people just can't handle stories about male prostitutes. 
No, they, they really can't. Because even Urban Cowboy kind of was the same way. But everyone's like, oh, but this character was so great in that. And everything else, fuck it, we don't care about. Yeah, it's it's like people, but, but you know, as as we go through and we see movies from more recently, you see that, 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 that mainstream filmmaking still retains a lot of double standards. Like the thing about hom- yeah, the way homosexuality yeah. is treated. It's like, it's oh, like hot women making out uh, uh, approved and everything else. It has to be frumpy men in sweaters who kind of hold hands, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is still being done even today, which is still surprising. Yeah, yeah television a, uh, and film. Yeah, yeah. There was I can't remember the name of the movie that came out recently, but again, it was a whole thing of two big actresses playing a lesbian couple, and there's like all these interviews about, oh, this is how it was like filming this really hot scene, and I was just in the moment, so I decided to spit in her mouth, and I was like, oh, we're both playing with this now, and we're both really into it. It's like, where's the behind the scenes shit on Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> it's like, where's right. the stories about guys rubbing their junk together? It's right. like, come on, it's where like, should, it's we like, know this shit it's, happens. It's the come current on. year. Like this, this, this stuff's been, been decriminalized for 50 years. You know, it's been fairly acceptable yeah. for about 40. Come on, get off, get, get off your, get over yourself. Motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, it's it, no, but, but, but this is the, this is the thing though. Like, even though we've basically not come any further, like not even baby yeah. steps further than we were in the nineties, we really have not. People still no, pat no. themselves off the back. It's like, look, look, we did this uh, exploitive lipstick lesbian thing. It's like, Oh, that was brave of you. Yeah, they've only been doing this shit since the late 60s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad, but still funny how relevant it was when South Park made fun of it. When they're like, oh, God, don't let Sundance come to your town. All their movies are just about gay cowboys eating pudding. <laughs> it's, like, it's still essentially the same thing. It hasn't changed. If you ever watch uh, Kids in the Hall had a sketch where a bunch of gay guys go to the premiere of a major Hollywood gay movie. And yes. in it, the guys are both yeah. in parkas the whole time. And, and, yeah. and like you see breasts, but you never see any uh, man you don't you ever see any part of a man <laughs> yes yes it's like they're about to oh, kiss and then, and then the garage door comes down <laughs> yeah. and it's like that's I how i feel about brokeback mountain it's like really fucking brave your thing that, that shows me nothing and gives me nothing and you know yeah yeah like, uh, you know it's like some people have been trying to push that forward like in the early 80s there was something called making love you know which which had a story yeah. like that you know but like of course it gets swept under the rug yeah, but then you even have things that pat themselves on the back, like Chasing Amy, where it's like, oh, we're going to talk about what happens when you have a three-way with your yeah. friends, and how your friend is secretly gay, and we're not going to go into this anymore, we're just going to leave some stuff up to suggestion and what you want to put into it. Thanks, 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 Kevin Smith. <laughs> thanks for Jersey yeah. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that, and oh, fuck, Tusk, and Hosers. Uh, yeah. I you know I didn't I didn't hosers. see I didn't see yoga hosers because I did I did see Tusk I was disappointed with Tusk it was uh, Tusk is just it was very overlong for what it was um I, yeah I I uh, I I liked uh, seeing seeing um uh, what's his name in there Haley Joel Osment yeah, yeah yeah no there's yeah no I think I think I I like I like the way he's aged I can totally relate <laughs> yeah he's actually doing fairly well now yeah. It's like you know, you know, you know something, Haley Joel. You're a right guy. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been good in something like a score to sell. Hey, maybe he could have saved that instead of uh, instead of a uh, what's his name in there. Uh, oh, far, are you talking for, about uh, the son Brat? No, no, no. Well, Jesus, Benjamin Brat, who's barely in it, he's like surprise on the supervillain. You're like, were you even in this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
mean uh, Noah? Yeah, Wasn't that the one who played Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah, uh, Lagrosis kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah Lagrosis. Not necessarily saying he did a bad job. Maybe. No, he could have done. He could have. Well, he showed up. He showed he, up. He sure did show up, and he and he said his lines and everything, and. Yeah, you he ever, did good. That was a good boy. He did it all right. You ever see that piece of shit movie, Abandoned? It was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, but not. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of movies I wish didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm not great at picking things to watch, but like, you know, it gets really depressing when you're trying to get into something and then and then you get that cold sinking feeling that it is going to spring the same stupid twist on you that that the last 6 movies did. Yeah. It's like it's like okay, okay, wait a minute. Oh no, this is one of those so somebody was dead the whole time or somebody did it and didn't know it or both or uh yeah, yeah, both of them. Ah, oh, god damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> like it's your I mean, own it's house, kinda, but you walk out, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of like this joke again. Family Guy did about the waiting for a cat that sounds like it's gonna throw up, and you just keep waiting for it uh, to happen. Like, yeah. Oh, oh no, god! Oh god! Attack it! Oh, oh, it's gonna happen! Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of been the experience with a lot of these films, especially now that we have moved on to just the disparity and all is lost moment. Yeah. Well, Looking Glass, Humanity Bureau, Mom and Dad. But just like Dewey Cox taught us, we're going to get to redemption soon and we're going to have that last blaze of glory moment. Yeah. um, I mean, I'm curious to see what some of these are going to be. You know, because yeah. we're, we're getting into the area where where I haven't seen them. Like, uh, like I, I don't know a damn thing about Running with the Devil, except that it's also the name of a Van Halen song that's pretty cool. Well, um, that's what I was going to laugh about and joke, because this better be about Van Halen writing that <laughs> song, because I just want to hear nothing but that in Panama <laughs> for like two hours. I live my life like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> All I have, I had to steal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just Diamond Dave the whole time. Have Diamond Dave dubbed the entire cast, you know, have him like sing that the narration, you know. <laughs> just Robin Hood and Little John rocking through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I got my pencil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like the way that line runs down the back of the stocking. No, 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 no. Don't take them (laughs) off. Don't take them off. (laughs) (laughs) And credits roll. And he's like, all right, I'll pay you for it. (laughs) You know, and speaking of shit to come, I'm, I'm mildly curious about the, uh, self-biographical movie that he's doing the uh what was it called i think it's the unbearable weight of massive talent <laughs> oh god it's kind of like it's his one that's JCVD, currently filming. i yeah. guess well we man I, we're gonna be very lucky if it gets anywhere near as good as jcvd <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was pretty damn epic. Um yeah, no, uh kill chain kill chain's probably going to be nice and stupid. <laughs> so will primal. Yeah, I- I mean, all these movies, like I told you guys when we started this project, I, before this, we've down to 91 episodes of this shit. And out of 91, before we did this, I had only seen like four Cage films that I could name off the top of my head. <laughs> so that's been a lot of new experiences I mean, and a like, lot like, of rude awakening. You know, because of me just trying to get my money's worth out of, out of things like Netflix, like I'd seen a lot of the 2010 ones before. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like, uh... You know, or, or some or some of the shit, some of the shit from just before, you know, 
Uh, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd seen Rage. Like, Rage was not a surprise. A disappointment, certainly, but not a surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, good God. Um, oh, yeah. And, of course, on the earlier end of, of the 2000s, we get one of the very worst Cage movies, Seeking Justice. Oh, God. From Roger Donaldson, the completely workman-like director of the remake of The Getaway in Species. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's really fucking bad, man. <laughs> he, who did the recruit with Colin Farrell? Remember that? I'm Al Pacino. Oh, I outwitted you. Yeah, it turns out CIA I'm evil. Movie. Yeah. Oh, That's right. I'm a fan of man. Al Pacino. <laughs> I'm a fan of man. <laughs> oh, I saw that Christ. piece of shit in the fucking theater. <laughs> it's like, can I, can I like get twice my money back? Because that was like, it was like getting raped with a movie and then kicked in the balls. <laughs> you mean you weren't surprised by the whole using technology against the guy? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Recording... No, it turns out this lab cop's re- recording you. Oh, oh, so it is. I'm gonna confess so other people can hear me. Yeah, it turns out the laptop ain't working. I tricked you. Yeah, I'm Colin Farrell. I tricked you. That's what I do. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I got this tattoo on my forehead. I'm going back to Dublin. <laughs> oh, fuck. I never miss. <laughs> uh, now no to, matter now, what they fair, do, they will never live down Daredevil. I, I do like Colin Farrell, but yeah, Daredevil, though. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's try to remember him more for, like, in Bruges, you know? Yeah, the the good Colin Farrell. <laughs> Yeah, it's Feral Cast. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. You know, it was he not might actually guess for that. It was not a good movie, but he was in he was in a movie, a movie done in Ireland called Intermission. Um oh. which which uh you know it's it's one of those ensemble things where it wants to be like another um another fucking shortcuts or pulp fiction or something. But, oh, but his God, character yeah. in it, he's a criminal. And in the beginning scene, like 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 he's like flirting with this with this cashier in the store. And it's and it's this really it's this really meat cute scene. You think you think it's gonna go all all lovey dovey romantic comedy, and and he's like he's like yeah you don't know who I am no to be sure I don't. He's like yeah I could even be a thief or something. She's like what do you mean? And he punches her in the face. <laughs> As you do. And it's like ah oh, delightful. And then the rest of the movie <laughs> never lives up to that moment. Oh Christ! Yeah. Yeah. That's a good summary, actually, of a lot of Nick Cage's 2010 to 2019 films. <laughs> oh, oh, you you mean that you did, didn't have uh, fun with the uh, with the fucking uh, uh, trespass there with the no, N- Nicole Kidman or Arsenal, and they're in the oh, I almost forgot about Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, arsehole. Yeah, yeah. People paid for speaking, that. Speaking speaking of bullshit shot in New Orleans, <laughs> this is funny. Just when I was get, when I was when I was when I was getting to my wits end with bullshit cage movies shot in New Orleans, he starts doing the even worse one shot in Alabama. Yeah, Arsenal. Um, oh God, Ar- Arsenal, which it, is which is a fucking it, it's it's a fucking religious gangster thing. It, it is, but it's. It reminds me very specifically of an experience that me and Linda had at the uh, Emerald City Comic Con, and it was with uh, Christopher Lloyd. And it's because you have John Cusick in that movie, but you really don't know it's him because he's hiding himself for most of the movie. I don't want anybody to know I was in this. Black bandana and sunglasses. Yeah, and it, it's like at the Emerald City Comic Con, they had this huge thing about they were going to have 
uh, Lee Thompson, and they were going to also have Christopher Lloyd there for a Back to the Future thing. Ooh. And all these people are like, oh, it's going to be so cool. We're getting our pictures taken with Christopher Lloyd. The dude was drunk, and he tried playing it off like a joke, but he came there dressed up with a old-fashioned, like, floppy-brimmed hat that you usually saw in the movies when dads had, like, fishing lures and shit on it. Oh. Big, dark sunglasses, a Hawaiian shirt, and shorts. He did everything he could to hide who the fuck he was when people were paying $80 for a photo with him. So did so you, you did you wait in line? Of you with grandpa in glasses and a hat. <laughs> you should you should have got to the head of the line. You should have knocked him off, off it off of him, grabbed him by the collar, and said, "I <laughs> have had enough of you." <laughs> Just say that and kick him off his stool. <laughs> ah! I mean, at least people like George Takei were funny as hell because if there was a big bear guy, he would just let you hug him like a baby and take a picture. He was at least engaging with people, but fucking Christopher Lloyd's like, nope, let's just get this over and done with. I'm not taking the glasses off for anyone. Take your picture. Marty, Glad to meet there's you. There's one Move thing on. I hate is conventions. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one thing I love. It's Sweet Mother Hooch. <laughs> But it was just, that's all I could think of when I saw John Cusack in that movie. I'm like, that that's John Cusack, but you're the chubby John Cusack that's bordering on looking yeah. like chubby Seagal, and you're really trying to look like Seagal. It's, it's a really, really ass, like, trailer park thriller. And and the big claim to fame is that Cusack's kind of in it, Cage is in it, Cage's brother is in it. <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then Jonathan Sheck from that thing you do in eight millimeter two and yeah. Roadhouse two, Roadhouse, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, oh wow, Jonathan Sheck, you just suck so much. Yeah, that that is another one, by the way, where they have the arcade theme, and it's like, like, why why didn't you guys extend this into the titles? Like, why else is this called Arsenal? Yeah, yeah. The, the whole the whole thing sh- they should they should have done it they should have done it like a fucking uh, 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 Jonah Hess or uh, or um, or um, fucking uh, Wes Anderson movie. Oh God, yeah, that would have been nice. that would that would have been so much better than what we got. In- instead, they they they're trying to, they're trying to make like a bargain basement like action action movie with all the shaky cam and shit, and they think they're being yeah. tough and edgy, and yet it's yeah. all weird and like like rah rah america christian shit isn't it yeah. i i found i found that disturbing because it was more of an overtone in that one than you than you normally see even in rah rah america type movies yeah that's fair yeah um, but gosh did we manage to cover all this i think uh we, well we got we got uh quite a bit here let me see if i left anything out yeah um uh well we we should we should probably say a little bit more about left behind. Can Spe- we not speaking <laughs> speaking Can it not just be left behind speaking of religious movies? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Cage doing a movie because of his brother and and uh, yeah probably really regretting it. Well, I mean, okay, if we're gonna talk about that, wouldn't if you had to compare the two together? If you had to compare Left Behind with Seeking Justice, which one would be more worth talking about? Oh, wow, man. That hurts. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you see that guy? He's a pedophile. I want you to shoot him for me. Don't ask any questions. 
You see, left, left, left behind there is is uh, is higher on that on that on that horrible amusement factor. Yeah, sort of. I mean, like it's it's horrendous. It is a horrendous fucking movie. And then and then you have Seeking Justice, which is just the 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 <laughs> the most just 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 crash shit straight to video attempt at an action thrower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, look, look, it's it's the guy from Memento uh, tormenting the the guy from Con Air. <laughs> you guys like this? See, see, even though even though they're old and have beards now and are playing chess, and everybody's telling each other to turn off their cell phones for some <laughs> reason. We get we get a yeah. a disturbing amount of these cage movies that just sort of are about cell phones for some reason. I know I've kind of noticed this trend, and it was just a two eleven was all about odd. cell phones. Uh, fucking uh, um, um, a score to settle yeah. was all about cell phones. <laughs> and these were all before, or no, these were all after. Rather, uh, movies like Fifteen Minutes and shit, where you also had like even the movie Cell Phone. Yeah, 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 cellular. Yeah, from like and, from like two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I kept I kept bringing that up, especially when we did uh, Seeking Justice, because it's like. Has, isn't this no longer a novelty, guys? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's still fun to look back now, especially with films like Untraceable and Fear.com. <laughs> oh, all these things about how supposedly hacking and the internet works. And well, yeah, Untraceable, Untraceable was 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 a was a fucking torture porn movie for old people who don't like torture porn movies. Yes. Fear.com yes. has a great excuse because it's about fucking ghosts. You know, of course the internet doesn't work like that. Because ghosts, because there aren't ghosts, so there are in this movie, you know. Like yes. that one that one is at least fun and aesthetic, and it's shot in Eastern Europe and it contributes to an aesthetic, you know, unlike unlike the cage movies that are shot in Eastern Europe. Yeah, unlike the cages ghost movies, yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, fucking bullshit like Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I'm in the country of yeah. Eastern Europe now with my motorcycle. But we have Idris Elba speaking French and he's an angel with, because with why not? Contact lenses. Yes, and the love of wine. Yeah, because Europe, right? It's like, oh, you do rather like your wine. Yes, we are in Europe. People don't get drunk on like Mad Dog or anything like that. It's not like we have that. Yes. <laughs> we baby, we bottle feed children wine so that they're used to it, unlike you Americans. Ah, uh, pig dog. Pew. I hit you. <laughs> yes, that's Europe and America, pretty much. Yeah, so so uh just uh drive 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 angry, uh Ghost Rider two and uh, two eleven. You could put those in a box set together. I think that'll work. I think they are in a box set. <laughs> 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 And then, uh, and then throw together uh, seeking justice, trespass, and rage in another box set. Yeah, we do enough of these, we'll fill up the whole five dollar bin at Walmart. Pretty much, yeah. You could put together frozen ground, left behind, dying of the light, and pay the ghost, and you have a set. There. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so much shit. But nobody wants stolen. <laughs> nobody wants it at all yeah yeah stolen did you know that this city was settled by pirates i'm gonna beat you up even though i only got one leg <laughs> <laughs> i still count that's right that's right oh fuck that movie customizing the trunk for the little girl oh, we see him customizing the trunk and putting the glowing stars
Yes, to get rid of what you and I were talking about. It's like, yeah, the glowing stars, you took out the whole latch to undo the fucking trunk if you get stuck in the trunk. Yeah, so like, like if we had any questions, they covered it. They covered it already. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, smart move. Shit movie, but smart move. Yeah, I even... <laughs> Yeah, I even remember when that was a trope too in movies where people were like, yeah, well, this wouldn't happen with cell phones. Aha, we're going to start making that a thing now where we have to explain why they don't have cell phones and why their cell phones don't work. Just make them Mennonites. Bam. Movies, you don't have to. You can just say ghost. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, sometimes cell phones don't work too. <laughs> That's true. Especially when they want you to upgrade your phone. Because the more you technology, the more shit there is to break. That's right. Uh, it's the future. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> That's right. If it's broken, it must be 2020. Yes, exactly. Oh, like the other night when my internet wanted to go down. Oh. Well, I think that's a good point to end this terrible torture. In horrible pain? Yeah, in memoriam to our dearly departed Linda. If Linda should return from the grave, we will one day be talking uh, about uh, fucking, um, what you call it? Color out of space. Color out of space, yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah. Or we can wait until Charles Band gets together to make music for this movie and redo it again. <laughs> Metal Star! Really the treatment it deserves. The destruction of Jared Sin. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness so gracious i guess listeners you can please listen follow rate and review cages kiss on apple podcasts and pod chaser and check out our stuff on youtube and check out our patreon at www.patreon.com uh, forward slash cages kiss that's c-a-g-e-s capital k-i-s-s ing yes yeah oh. first comes love then <laughs> comes marriage and, and uh cage donnie first. where can people find you on the interwebs on unreal goals on the twitter and on the youtube where i have wisdom in the bottle Ooh. yes we put out a second episode yes the third one is shortly coming Ooh. and i'm also the boy who blew over on pornhub and you can also find me and my sister in Coyote's Bluff, the radio drama podcast thing that exists. It's real. We did it. Um, otherwise, that's about all we got going on, I think. Ooh. Oh, and I got Donnie's Reviews on CagesKiss.com website. Donnie's Reviews. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, uh, well i'm adrian you can find me on the interwebs i'm on deviantart and also on the patreon as leo the fox lowercase l-e-o-t-h-e-f-o-x all run together all one word you can find my official artworks and my super secret artworks it's november so inktober's all done i'll just be doing regular pictures and stories and such because i'm always doing something of that nature um, you could find me on Goodreads. It's been a slow year, but I'm reviewing things. Um, and yeah, and you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter uh, at at Cage's Kiss. Uh, there's no apostrophe. And you can visit our website yeah. at cageskiss.com, which also has no apostrophe. 
And you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. And if Linda were here, she'd tell you all about how she does the bed knobs and broom flicks about witches in history and favorite familiars because there's fuzzy animals. And she's on a Golden Girls one called uh, When Girls Were Golden. Is that right? Does that sound right to you, Donnie? That is. When go. I think it's in Linda's tone. It's when girls were golden. After the waves drank Atlantis came an era untold <laughs> when girls were golden. If only that were the case. <laughs> what is best in life? Oh, <laughs> What's best is eating french fries that are cold because you drank too much. Oh, Donnie, so depraved. <laughs> so depraved, Donnie. Oh, I'm ashamed to know you. That's my name, oh. Donnie the Depraved. <laughs> Even though in high school my nickname was the Human Meat Bike. <laughs> interesting. Anyway. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, yes, listeners... Very. <laughs> You'll be hearing from me, the human meat bike, and Typhoid Mary next week uh, when we cover oh. Color Out of Space. We mean it this time. Uh, and you can stream yeah. that for free with a subscription to Shudder. Otherwise, you can rent it or buy it streaming in the usual platforms, including Amazon Prime, Redbox, and Apple. And Voodoo. Oh my god, a ghost, a ghost! You kill us! Ooh, <laughs> I'm the ghost of Cage's career! Ooh. That's why I carry these chains with all my movies. Cage, I could eat a page for hours. Please. Kiss me.